Hi, everyone, and welcome back to From the Market Square, presented by Sheehan Finney. I'm your host, Paul Durham, and today I am joined by Bryn Sullivan. Uh, Bryn is the Senior Services Supervisor for the City of Portsmouth, uh, and I met her over at the Senior Center uh, for our interview. And while we talked a little bit about the Senior Center and all the great things she does there, um, today's episode is really a holiday-themed episode, uh, because among other things, Bryn is also uh, the organizer of the Portsmouth Holiday Parade, which is back this year uh, after uh, missing a year due to COVID last year. Um, and everybody in town is, is very excited about having the parade back. Um, Bryn's uh, enthusiasm is contagious, and uh, I had a, a great time uh, uh, chatting with her and getting into the holiday spirit. Um, so thanks, and I hope that you enjoy uh, today's episode with Bryn Sullivan. Bryn, thanks so much for joining me on my podcast. We're here at the, the it's the Senior Center. What's the formal name where we're sitting? We are the Portsmouth Senior Activity Center, and we are in uh, part of the Recreation Department for the City of Portsmouth. Right, and your role here is? I am the Senior Services Supervisor for the City of Portsmouth. <laughs> I manage the Senior Center as well as other senior aspects in Portsmouth like senior transportation and access to resources. Yeah, so you do all sorts of stuff here and you just took me on a tour which was which was great and um, can, we have a couple talk of us, you know, we're here to talk about the holiday parade but given what, given what you do and that I just got this cool tour of the facility that you entirely more, more or less designed and helped bring to fruition yourself, um, tell me a little bit about, about the Senior Center, um, the services you offer, what you do here, all that kind of great stuff. Yeah, we are really fortunate to be in this new location. We just opened this past spring, 2020. We had been working for 10 years to acquire this property from the federal government, from the Army Reserve. And after about 10 years, the property was finally donated to the city through the Army Reserve. And at that point, the city was ready to start moving forward with construction. Construction took approximately a year. When it was done, we were in the midst of the pandemic, so we didn't open, but we were able to provide a variety of services, including blood drives, vaccine clinics. We handed out mask and PPE distribution, um, some staff training for city employees to be able to spread out. The school department was able to use some of this facility and spread out student learning. And then spring 2020 came and we were able to open and we have been nonstop ever since. We serve the greater Portsmouth area, so we allow Portsmouth residents to come and use our services, but other towns who are bordering Portsmouth are welcome as well. We are ages 50 plus here. We do a variety of activities, including fitness, health and wellness, educational forums. Uh, we do trips. We have a trip to Iceland coming up in the oh, spring. Wow. We're going to the Nutcracker the day after Thanksgiving. We just came back from the Oxford Casino. We do all sorts of things. Uh, the most popular activities here at the center are uh, fitness, yoga, stretch class. Um, we have uh, a chair yoga class. We have a variety of things for folks to do, bone builders, which is weightlifting. Those are all our most popular activities. But we have something for everyone who would like to come to the Senior Center. Yeah, that's awesome. And it sounds like and you're involved in everything from the stretch classes um, mm -hmm. all the way up to I was um, I talked to actually Craig Welch on one of, on one of the podcasts, <laughs> and he mentioned that you know during COVID you were actually 
shuttling and driving people back and forth for vaccinations, right? Yeah, we really do try to make sure everyone can get what they need. And sometimes, especially in the midst of a pandemic, mm -hmm. you have to go the extra mile. And I literally drove the extra mile. Uh, we were committed here in Portsmouth all the way from the city manager, the city council, the Department of Public Health, and most especially our fire department to making sure that everyone who wanted a vaccine could get a vaccine. And the pandemic presented itself with such unique challenges that sometimes we had to be really creative in our solutions. And that meant uh, we took the rec van and we went and picked up people, brought them to their vaccines and then took them home. Sometimes they had a vaccine appointment in Dover or Exeter. And so we would also drive them to those appointments. So we, we had the good fortune in the pandemic to address these public health issues because the center was closed to regular schedule programming. So we had the time to do those things and it was an all hands on deck collaborative spirit. And so it was a pleasure to be able to work with the housing authority or the fire department or public health to solve the problems for people. And in fact, we're starting up the booster clinics again every Wednesday in November from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. We'll give everyone a booster shot who wants it, regardless Moderna, Pfizer, or you can still get vaccinated. So we're starting to ramp that up again. And as the need arises, because now these boosters are available, we are here to help. And while we can drive people, it's not the emergency that it was right. back then. Um, but as always, we'll just go the extra mile whenever anyone needs some help. Yeah, and you are like, I mean, you are like Mrs. Portsmouth in a lot of ways. <laughs> I mean, so we could do a whole episode just on just on where we're sitting right now on the senior center, right? Mm -hmm. But 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 the other thing that, um, of course, you know, you're involved with, and, and one of the reasons why I wanted to, to chat with you is the holiday parade. Um, and I I guess for lack of a, of a better description, are you the official organizer of the parade, or is, yeah. is it are, you're the you know the grand yeah. matriarch of the parade, or what? Oh, I, I like. <laughs> Grand Matriarch. Uh, yeah. I might steal that. Yeah. Uh, I am technically the Holiday Parade Coordinator. Okay. So the Holiday Parade here in Portsmouth is a city event. Mm -hmm. So the municipality organizes this event uh, and puts it on from registering participants and, and doing the tree lighting as well as executing everyone to process in the parade. And so that's the piece that I'm in charge of is making sure the tree lighting happens and the parade goes on. I have personally been doing it since 2013. This is, does that make this my seventh year? Eighth, Eighth year. <laughs> Thank well, you for counting well, for me. Well, well, missed one, right? Well, we <coughs> we did miss one. Yeah. Don't remind me about yeah, that. I know. But uh, so, We've been doing, I've been doing the parade. It's part of the rec department's duty. So I couldn't do it without the rest of the rec team. So everyone who's ever been in the parade when they line up for the parade, they know Barry Foley and Tim Bailey and uh, Russ Wilson used to be at the very beginning just getting everyone organized. So while I do a lot of behind the scenes on the day of, it's really those guys getting everyone ready. But the, we take the holiday parade very seriously here in Portsmouth, and it's a super fun event. It's my favorite parade. There is this other amazing parade, the Halloween parade that just took place that was literally knock your socks off amazing. And um, I love that parade too, but the holiday parade is my favorite. I was going to ask you if there's any competition between you and the Halloween, uh, the Grand Matriarch of the Halloween Parade. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, they're awesome, and that's the thing that's different about them is they are a community-run organization. Mm -hmm. All volunteer help. They have to fundraise all on their own. So they're amazing, and they have this super dedicated group of um, monster troop and fundraisers and performers and the thriller dancers. So they're they're fantastic. Our event is. We register and we promote more floats mm -hmm. and vehicles can be in our parade. So it's just as a different angle in that we have people who haul a trailer behind them with some sort of illuminated display or vehicles that are illuminated. Like we have um, a whole troop of VWs that light That's themselves cool. up yeah. and they process. And then this year we have a group of Jeeps who I think got that memo and mm -hmm. were like, oh, we're going to do that too. <laughs> and then we have, there's custom pools in the past year has sent a hot tub through the parade with people actually in the hot say, tub. Have you, have you been in the hot tub? Yet? I know. No? They're actually in the hot tub <laughs> and they are, you know, wearing Santa hats and they're yeah. waving. And then the thing that makes our parade the best parade ever is because Santa comes to our parade. Of course. Yeah. So our fire chief knows Santa mm -hmm. and he gives him a call every year and he comes down special for our parade yep. and gets to ride in the ladder truck because Santa loves the ladder truck. It's red and it just zips through town at the yep. speed of light. So yep. Santa loves the fire truck and he ends the parade every year waving to the children and families from the greater Portsmouth area just waving. and. He's a miracle, and therefore, we have the best parade ever. Yeah, that, 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 would, <laughs> that, would, that would qualify you guys, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, so, what, how do you, so what goes into organizing a parade? I've never yeah. organized a parade myself and <laughs> probably never will. Um, but so how, I mean, how, how does that process take place over the course of the year? Does it, yeah. Is there a lot of advanced planning, or do you start it, now? Or it is it? a lot of advanced planning. So the behind the scenes are always things like making sure safety is number one. And that works with the uh, public safety department here within the city, which is fire, police, DPW, and making sure that we have a safe route that we're going to have all the parking enforcement in place and barricades that we need and that the business owners all know about our events. So there's that behind the scenes prep to make sure the route is a good route and a safe route for people. We then need to have people in the parade to make it a parade. So we have already started accepting applications. Miss New Hampshire was our first application this year. So we're very excited to have a few of our beauty queens already registered to be in it. They are in it every year and they walk or ride in a convertible waving with their, their hand just so waving to <laughs> individuals in the parade and they're great. And then we also have, um, so with, with, when you have your registrations and then you have um, marching bands. So any good parade has lots of music and for us that means marching bands. We typically have seven or eight local high school marching bands and we spread them out throughout the parade. And they sing, they perform holiday music mm -hmm. and they're loud and amazing. And part of the wonder of our parade is the sheer volume of marching bands. And they march in a procession and they have usually a flag unit. And marching bands in this area are all fantastic marching bands. Like many of them go to Florida and Disney World and um, Pasadena and march in the Rose Bowl or right. march in Macy's Day Parade as an invite because they have won awards for such things. So we have excellent marching bands and so they are a main contributing factor to the success of our parade. So we have to get that organized. Mm -hmm. 
they all take buses to be here, so they need advance notice and all that type of stuff. And then you need them all, all the parade participants need to be staged to line up. And Portsmouth does not have a large parking lot to line up 1,500 people who are going to process in a parade. Sure. So thanks to the residents of Cabot Street, Union Street, Jewel Court, we, they lend out their street to us and all of our parade participants, marching bands with 60 kids, tuning their trumpets and trombones, <laughs> <laughs> line the streets, you know, people putting their floats together, all sorts of mayhem happening. We have a motorcycle unit, their motorcycles are revving, but people, residents really seem to get in the spirit of it all. Businesses get in the spirit of it all. Um, I think Dunkin' Donuts makes their December budget alone on parade night <laughs> yeah, yeah. on Islington Street. And so they all line up on these side streets and then they get put into order on Islington Street and they start marching towards Market Square. And then the parade ends down on, uh, on Junkins Ave, Parrot Ave area. That's awesome. I, yeah. I, I, now I'm looking forward to going this year. I know, it's amazing. Yeah. And so right before the holiday parade starts at six o'clock, we do light the tree in Market Square, mm -hmm. and we light that at 5.30. The mayor gets the honor of flipping the switch, and we do a countdown. Prior to that, we have the Portsmouth Middle School Holiday Band Ensemble playing holiday music for the crowd of thousands in Market Square. And uh, prior to that, starting at 4 o'clock, we have a DJ in Market Square playing holiday music. So people can be going out to dinner, doing some last-minute shopping, getting in the holiday spirit, because the square is closed by 4 o'clock. And it just is magical. Uh, we have lots of people going to Strawberry Bank to go to the stroll. There's usually Contuti, who has their concert typically on the same night. They're all getting ready to go sing. So Portsmouth has just this myriad of holiday activities that we really feel the parade kicks all of that off. And it's as if the switch literally gets flipped yep, yep. to start the holiday season. And we typically get about a 60 or 70 foot uh, tree, a spruce tree mm -hmm. to adorn Market Square. No less than 300 ornaments get put on with typically thousands of lights to circle around that big tree. So awesome. it's very magical. Now, I told you, I was going to ask you, where, where does the tree come from? Different places every yeah, year? Or every is year. A, yeah, every year a different homeowner yeah. uh, donates the tree. Oh, wow, okay. And our public works goes and gets it mm -hmm. and brings it. So it, it does, it's not always from Portsmouth, but uh, Lister Academy one year, for example, had a large tree on their property and they were able to donate it. Oh, that's really, so it's not, it's not coming from a farm or anything. It's actually someone, uh, someone relatively local's property is like, yeah, I have a giant tree. I don't want it to fall in my house. Exactly, so <laughs> okay. exactly. And what you'll notice at the base of the tree, if people go there and look, we always put a little plaque mm -hmm. that's sitting at the base of the tree that thanks the family who donated it. Well, I have some, uh, as you've seen in my yard, some giant <laughs> ugly trees, but I don't think they, I would love to get rid of, but I don't think anyone would accept it as a donation <laughs> or otherwise. But. Well, what's amazing is our DPW does an amazing job yeah. of putting that tree into place. So normally there's flowers there throughout the summer season, et cetera, but in that location, there is a framework for basically a large tree stand mm -hmm. that's metal and the tree goes into it down six feet. Yeah. So they have to get a tree that's not just, it's, we see 70 feet, mm -hmm. but the tree is much larger. Right. And then sometimes we have to, it has to be transported. So sometimes some branches have to be screwed back on. And sometimes <laughs> you have to trim off a top that might get broken. So th 
they, cosmetic surgery. Oh, yeah. and they yeah. do such a good job yeah. of making sure this tree is gorgeous. And I mean, they hand place every ornament on that tree. They put get the cherry picker truck and they put on all those ornaments. And the care and detail that those guys use really just shows how much all city employees and all of these folks care about this tree and making the season magical for visitors. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we're not done yet, but just before I forget to ask you, what, what day is the parade this year? Saturday, December 4th. Okay. It is uh, always the first Saturday of December. Mm -hmm. We do have a rain date of Sunday, December 5th, just in case. We did have to cancel one year because of rain. But we're never going to speak of that again. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, we have a rain date for the just in case. And our parade is illuminated. Therefore, we do take rain pretty seriously sure. because there's so much electricity mm -hmm. uh, uh, from all of our visitors, but yes. as well as literally our units <laughs> yes. um, have to light themselves up. And then uh, the parade steps off at six o'clock. I typically say from Goodwin Park on Islington Street, but it's the Islington Street area closer to Congress Street, closer to um, the intersection where Portsmouth Health Food Store in Jumpin' Jays mm -hmm. is. So then they cross through going the opposite direction on Congress all the way to Market Street. They turn right onto Pleasant Ave and then turn right again onto Junkins Ave. So people can just line the streets and cheer on the parade. So now do you march in the parade or do you sort of have like a little headset where you're trying to make sure as like the troubleshooter if, you know, somebody takes a wrong turn somewhere and the band goes marching off on the wrong yeah, street? Or right. Yeah, right. It's funny you ask, yeah. Paul. So I don't get the luxury of marching in the parade. I literally adorn a crown mm -hmm. because I have dubbed myself the parade queen. The parade so queen. you said the matriarch, which I will accept. It makes you sound older than I need but to. But I yeah. do. Yeah. So I have named myself. I have dubbed myself the parade queen. Yeah. And I literally wear a crown. I carry a clipboard and I wear a crown. <laughs> and I am in Market Square because I coordinate the tree lighting. So we do that. And then we quickly shift gears to getting ready for all the units to start processing and coming through Market Square. And we have a platform in Market Square where the DJ is, as well as the city council, the city manager, and other VIPs who come to the parade. And we they can stand on an elevated platform so they get the best viewing of the parade. So we make sure that they are all set. We also have a food drive as part of the parade, which is at the platform. So we're also accepting food donations for the holiday parade, non-perishable food and that we give to uh, gather food pantry. Uh, so we have that going on. And what happens at that time between the parade starting at six and the tree lighting is we have a bit of a gap of time. So then we provide entertainment in the square. So sometimes we have some singers coming from UNH or we have some paid performers to come and and entertain the crowd while yeah. they while they wait for right the big man the, in red <laughs> for the main attraction yeah 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 yep so how did you uh, you've been doing this since 2013 um, how did you end up doing this is do you have decades of parade organizing <laughs> experience or is it by happenstance or something you just were interested yeah. in or how did that how did that come perhaps to be? a little bit of both yeah uh, so. I started here at the city in 2012, mm -hmm. and shortly thereafter, there was a woman who retired who was the parade coordinator. And it's, it's part of the rec department's responsibility. I'm in the rec department. I was the new person 
in the rec department. So partly I was a low person on the totem pole, but also partly is that I have been running special events um, in my previous career iteration, and so they knew that I had event management experience. Mm -hmm. uh, and so they asked me, would you like to do this? And at the time, naively, I said, sure. Mm -hmm how hard could it be, right? <laughs> um, and my husband will be the one who tells you how hard it is because he's the one who sees the, me in the aftermath of like, right. oh, I just have to sleep for a week. But um, it's, it, it ended up being my favorite thing of the year. I love coordinating the parade. It is literally the most magical thing. And the drug that keeps me coming back for more is the fact that Santa comes to our parade. And there is this magical sensation when you're watching the Portsmouth Holiday Parade where you're standing there. And it doesn't matter where you stand, whether you're in Market Square or you're at Fleet Street or you're on Islington Street, where you see the lights of the fire truck. And there is a collective gasp of, that's him. He's coming. Everyone leans forward just to catch a glimpse. And they wait. And finally, when the truck is close to them, a roar of cheers and excitement just erupt from the crowd. And they see Santa, and kids are just like, so ecstatic, and they're screaming, and parents are excited. Everyone's waving in this pandemonium for this icon of Christmas. It's so much more than that. It's so much more than Santa. It's that people believe in the magic. Mm -hmm. It's that people have gathered together as families, as friends, as neighbors to come together in the cold. It's cold. Oh, sure. Yep. To, to follow through with a tradition that they have grown up with year after year and to instill that tradition in their children. It's truly magical. And so the big man in red goes by and everyone disperses. And there I am left with this high. And then it makes me be like, I can't wait for next year. <laughs> because that's how we end it every year. And it doesn't matter that five minutes later, the street sweeper's there and the trash guys are there to pick everything up. Like You just can't help but be left with this deep sense of, I love this town. I love Portsmouth. I love the people who come, and I love the people who help make this magic happen. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a, that, I mean, I wish people could see the enthusiasm on your face as you are, <laughs> <laughs> as you're describing the, the fire truck and Santa and everything yeah. else, but clearly it's, yeah, clearly it, 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 it carries through. And um, any funny stories that, uh, that you might uh, be able or willing to share uh, yeah. about the parade. You have a, a favorite moment, or yeah, a, a blooper. Moment, or yeah, just, bloopers are good. A blooper parade moment was uh, two years ago. The parade was lined up wrong. Uh oh. And so one of the benefits to being in the parade is if you're a business, you get your business announced as you go through the parade. So if you are custom pools or you are service credit union and you're coming through downtown, the DJ reads the bio you have given us. And service credit union serving the Seacoast since 1923. And he will read that and 10,000 people along the parade route will hear that. And as this particular year is coming along, I have the lineup, I'm ready for it. And we give out awards, which is also part of the need for a correct lineup. I realize very quickly, 
we do not have the parade lineup that we are ready for, that we had planned for. So that means I'm off, awards are off, and the DJ is off. Not to mention now I'm thinking, oh gosh, do we have two marching bands in a row? Do we have, because music has to be dispersed so that they, they, don't, they don't conflict, they with, don't conflict yeah. with each other. Yeah. So yeah, no participants who attend the parade, no spectators notice mm -hmm. that, but we were running around like crazy. So yeah. I'm like running up ahead and I'm looking at what the unit is. And thankfully now I've been doing it for a few years, I can like see any unit on the fly and pretty much know who they are. Many of them carry a banner in front of them. I'd run back to the platform and it's loud. The whole parade is very, very loud all the time. And I'm like screaming up. And so finally, one of the people who's watching the parade sees me having to like yell up. And so I then started telling that person who was watching the parade. And then he would like walk over and like talk up to the DJ. And then we had this whole little communication stream going because every unit was off. And we needed to be able to say, you know, who we're all looking at. It's not the end of the world, but it was just one of, it, yeah. it made for a little bit more stressful. And then one of the things that is a little sad this year is Russ Wilson, who passed away the, uh, this past year. He always wore the most magnificent costumes in the parade. He was like the first illuminated unit in the parade. And he would wear lights from head to toe. He wore sneakers that lit up. He'd wear like gold pants or, you know, he was just shimmery. He was like a Christmas ornament himself. <laughs> and so he would always walk through the parade. And I think, you know, everyone knew him. He was the athletic director. He's the rec director for 30 plus years. Everyone knew him. So he was like his own unit walking in the parade with his own fan club, just screaming his name and checking out his fun outfit. So he was always um, a joy to have in the parade as well. And that was my boss. Yeah. <laughs> so it yeah. was like, yeah. you couldn't ask for a better supporter of the parade than someone who loved to get as, as dressed up as a float. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. Well, I, I, I got to say, I, I, um, I'm going to have to come back and interview you about something else because <laughs> your enthusiasm for, for the parade is contagious. So now I can't wait, to, <laughs> can't wait for it. I mean, we're a few weeks away. By the time this, this uh, episode goes live, we'll probably just be a few weeks away from the parade. So December 4th. Yeah. Um, Bryn, thanks so much. Um, it's a ton of fun. Uh, and like I said, I have to find something else to come interview about soon. <laughs> sure. Anytime. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Bryn. Thanks, Paul. That's it for today's episode of From the Market Square. I'm Paul Durham, we're She and Finney, and if you like what you heard, please consider subscribing to the podcast, leaving a review, and sharing it with others who might enjoy it. Of course, no podcast produced by lawyers would be complete without a legal disclaimer, so here goes. Any views expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of She and Finney, and should not be construed as legal advice or a solicitation to provide legal services. This podcast is not intended to create, and your listening to it does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. Listeners should not act upon anything expressed without seeking professional legal counsel. Thanks for listening, everybody, and I hope you'll join us again. <laughs>